episode six. I'm so excited to be joined by Sierra Calicott, who's going to share about her upcoming story all about homecoming and the photographer Axel Buhait and the lore surrounding homecoming queen at the University of Alabama. Sierra, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your story? Thanks, Emma. Um, I'm Sierra, as you mentioned, and I'm a senior studying political science and international studies on the pre-law track. This is my first year working with Mosaic, and I'm so excited to publish a story and tell everyone a little bit more about the Homecoming Queen and its new process. Awesome, awesome. For sure. So um, when we first started bringing up the idea of writing a story about Homecoming, we were really in um, entranced with this new idea of the homecoming task force. There was a really big controversy last year over the homecoming queen election process and the students spoke out which was really awesome that um, students were able to use their voice and advocate for change and we saw that with the implementation of the task force and the task force has produced some new rules and guidelines and really revamped the role and the objective of um, the office of homecoming queen. Um, something that we explore in the story, which I'm really excited to share with everyone, is that Homecoming Queen used to sort of be like a one-and-done thing. She would be crowned on the field, and she would highlight a cause during her week or two weeks of campaigning, but we wouldn't really see any follow-through after she was crowned. So now it's going to be more of a year of service, similar to um, a title in, like, say, the Miss America organization, where you're crowned and then you serve for a year, rather than just a one-time thing. Um, which is really exciting, so. Awesome, that's so interesting. I never, I mean, I feel like we all kind of think like, oh, you're homecoming queen, okay, now it's over. Yeah. But I never really, like, I really is kind of like a Miss America here at, at Alabama. Do you think you could, like, share a little bit more about, like, what homecoming queen has really meant as a title to our campus and our university? And how that has, and how that's evolved. So, like, previously and what it means now. Okay, yeah, so I would say previously it was a traditional thing, like maybe your mom was homecoming queen and so you wanted to be homecoming queen, mm -hmm. or it was just um, a signature of power and influence on campus, or even just popularity. Um, but now I think that the homecoming task force and the student body in general has taken great care to ensure that the homecoming queen is a role model for young women. Um, oftentimes like, we don't see young women in our society who are able to command an audience's attention or able to have that audience or that platform um, because it's simply just not given. So this opportunity to speak about something that you're incredibly passionate about and have really a majority of the university paying attention to you for this upcoming time mm. is such an amazing opportunity and I'm so glad that the candidates are taking this time to redirect that attention onto important matters that they find close to their heart. Interesting, interesting. Um, could you maybe talk a little bit about um, how specifically, I know you mentioned about the task force, but maybe specifically what you would want to share about what made that task force? Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> um, so last year there was a highly contested homecoming queen election. Um, the winning candidate um, received over 12 infraction points, which means that she should have been disqualified. Mm -hmm. um, and the elections board ruled that she was going to keep her crown and her title and year of service. Etc. and that caused a lot of um, outroar among students, mm -hmm. which I think was led to a very positive outcome. Mm -hmm. So in a way, like while no one's ever like happy for controversy or like happy to see a young woman being um, issued like hate threats or anything mm -hmm. like that, I'm glad that it produced something good in terms of like revamping the office of homecoming queen and making it something that's powerful and significant. 
Absolutely, that's a really nice and positive outlook about the situation. Do you think you could you elaborate a little bit more about like what the infraction points are and like yeah. how a candidate would get that? Is it similar to like an SGA election, something like that? Yes, so um, you have a spe you have spending limits whenever you're campaigning, which I think is really great because it um, tries to make the process as fair as possible. Mm -hmm. um, there's traditionally like in any election, um, whether it's in college or like an actual office, um, there can be unfair advantages that comes with having like a larger um, fund to spend from upon mm -hmm. election materials and it allows you to reach more people. Um, and so the university and the elections board establish those guidelines to keep the election process as fair as possible. And the candidate who ends up winning um, went over that spending minimum and failed to report it properly. So mm. that's where the majority of her election infractions came from. Understood, understood. So that's all great to hear about the task force for me and um, everything they're doing to make this a more positive thing on our campus. Um, and I'm glad to hear that there'll be substantial change put in place. Um, what do you think we as a campus need to work on in regards to those decisions moving forward? I definitely think that the process needs to work twofold. Um, I think that we need to continue holding our systems accountable. I love that, again, like I said previously, this has come from students saying like this isn't fair, this isn't just, mm -hmm. and advocating for change. But I also think that we need to continue to be kind and work to um, really value women who are putting themselves out there. Um, the reason that I decided to write this story and really wanted to look into it is because um, I have competed and funded my education entirely through pageantry and so did my mom so it's a it's a similar <laughs> scenario to homecoming queen but not exactly the same um, and something that I've seen and something that my mom has seen has been how quick people in the audience or people who are fans or around are to judge and to mm -hmm. sling hateful words and be incredibly cruel um, like we've seen with the Miss USA controversy all over mm -hmm. TikTok, people are receiving hate threats and death threats and I think controversy is fun and it creates <laughs> like fun drama but mm -hmm. sometimes it can be taken too seriously. Yes, so there are real people involved. Exactly, there are real people. So I think we need to continue to focus on the positive outcomes. Um, it's not often, like I mentioned earlier, that we get to see young women having a platform like this. Mm -hmm. And that's something that deserves to be celebrated. And I'm really excited to see what the next Homecoming Queen does with her year of service. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Um, so now that we've heard a lot about this story, um, Axel, would you like to share a little bit about your plans for... We haven't, we haven't taken any pictures yet. We're filming this on October 13th. Or we're recording this on October 13th. Um, so homecoming is going to be next week. So we're kind of in the planning stages, but Axel, what do you have planned for photography for the story? Yeah, well, for photography, I've tried to, um, obviously homecoming takes place on the field every year, Bryant Denny. Um, to get onto the field as um, a regular person or a photographer, <laughs> you have to go through the athletics department, which is um, not simple for a student. Um, it's a say, tough security at BBS. <laughs> just a little. Um, so with that being in the works, you have to think, how can I still get um, the pictures or the photos that I need for this story when the first option isn't available? Because that may or may not happen. At some point, we're going to have to call it, probably in the middle or early part of uh, next week, we're going to have to call it if they haven't gotten back to us yet 
we're going to have to say, okay, the field's a write-off. What can we do to get pictures that go with the story, portray the story, um, and shoot everyone in a good light or the story the way that it is written? Um, as for what we are currently doing, we're trying to set up some photographs with the um, Homecoming Task Force members. And um, that is challenging because they are also students. They're doing things with their time. They have other organizations as well as the Homecoming Task Force that they're working with. And we have to work around that because obviously we're asking something of them. We're asking to take photos and include them in our story. Um, and we would like those, but we also have to be respectful of their time, how they appear in those photos. For um, this story, I believe we had um, two people from the Homecoming Task Force we yes. talked with. And um, another thing you have to worry about is um, photograph and dress in comparison. So if you take two photos of the people from the same organization and they have wildly different dress on the same day, um, it can become a um, comparison, sort of like mm -hmm. a pageant, and um, not be um, flattering for mm -hmm. either or one of the people in the photos. So you have to be mindful of the situation when you're taking the photos and mindful of how you're portraying the people in the photos. Um, also, you have to remember that they're people. They're just trying to do their people thing. Students. Students, not 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 just people. Students. <laughs> so they're going to be moving in between classes, and um, you have to find a time around that. I guess one of the last difficult parts of photography is um, when people know that they're being photographed, they're less natural. If you're trying to get mm -hmm. someone doing as part of their year service or just as part of a homecoming in general, what they do naturally in that state, Homecoming Queen, um, or task force members. It's hard when they know that there's a camera focused on them, despite there being many cameras focused on all of us quite often. <laughs> when you actually know that you're the center subject, people tend to act differently, and it kind of gives a statuesque feel, I don't know. Um, I know what you mean. Moment meant to be frozen, and it doesn't feel as real, and makes them less of a person, more of a just static figure. That's all very like thoughtful. What are y'all each most excited for in this story? Especially because the majority of everything is coming up next week. I would say what I'm most excited for is if I do get a response <laughs> from the athletics department and I am able to be on the field next happen. Saturday, it's going to be a great experience. I'm sure, I'm sure. I guess I'm excited for potentially a new perspective on Homecoming Queen to hopefully come from this article and also this election this year. Um, I think historically we've seen a lot of systems that benefit women are at the forefront of critiques, um, especially societally. So I hope that the story inspires people to think more critically about um, the way that they interact with people I think like with social media and how media has evolved we're so quick to um, find comfort behind the anonymity of a screen and I hope that this story inspires kindness and thoughtfulness as well as um, upbringing the young women who are brave enough to put themselves on a platform to run for homecoming queen that's amazing that's amazing
Well, that's all, folks. Thanks, Sierra and Axel, for sharing about your upcoming story about this very week, homecoming. And thank you all for listening. Make sure to keep up to date on our website, mosaic.ua.edu, for when our fall 2022 issue is going to be released. And our socials as well, at UA Mosaic on Instagram and Twitter, and Mosaic Magazine UA on Facebook to stay in touch with us. Have a great day and roll time! Roll time.